hello and welcome to my little house of prayer. I am your host, Dayla Smith. I am so very glad that you could join me today as we discuss the marriage contract that not only is for Israel, his chosen people, but for all who want to enter into this contract. Let's open in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name I thank you that today we are going to learn about the wonderful contract and what it means to us, Father, and what it means to you. That, Father God, you're giving us an opportunity to draw closer to you, to enter into this covenant with you, not only in word, but also in deed, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, I lift up the people of Israel before you. They are your chosen people, the apple of your eye. You said if you want to be blessed, bless Israel. Father God, and the only way I know that we can bless Israel right now is prayer. So Father, I, I give you the Aaronic blessing over Israel and all who are listening. Yea, Vareka Ka Adonai, Veish Mireka, Yah Eir Adonai Panab, Elieka, Vihu Neka, Yisa Adonai Panab, Eleika, Ve Yasim Leka Shalom. Ve Yasim Laka Shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And if you don't mind, let's pray the Shema. It's the highest prayer you can pray. So I'd like for you to pray it with me since uh, at the time of this recording it is Shabbat. Shema Israel Adonai Elohenu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kavod Malkuto Leolam Vayed Hear O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of his glorious kingdom forever. Amen. I hope that blessed you today. So, let's begin. Because I know you're asking, what contract? Did you know that God entered into a contract with Israel? Yep. This contract was made with Abraham on the mountain in the land of Moriah. In the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, Moriah means Yah. The mountain in the land is called on the mountain of the Lord, Yahweh. It will be provided. In Genesis 17, 1-16, 
The Lord established his covenant with Abraham when he changed his name to Abraham. And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name be any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee, and I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. And I will be their God and God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant therefore, thou and thy seed after thee, in their generations. This is my covenant which shall keep between me and you, and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man-child in your generations. He that is born in the house, or bought with money of any stranger, which is not of thy seed, he that is born in thy house, and he is that is bought with thy money, must needs be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh, for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man-child whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He hath broken my covenant. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her. And she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then in Genesis 22:15 through 18 the Lord reiterates his covenant with Abraham. The Lord never did away with the covenant. Otherwise, he wouldn't keep repeating it. And the angel of the Lord called him to Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself I have I sworn, saith the Lord, 
For because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. The Lord, right here, the Lord put his name on the line. He even said, my name is good for this. Just in case you were wondering, Abraham, I promise you this is going to happen. Then in Genesis 32, 22 through 30, And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons and passed over the four Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook. And he sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince has power with God and with men, and has prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it? Dost ask after my name and he blessed him there and Jacob called the name of the place Peniel for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved do you know what Abraham means in Hebrew father of many nations I find that very interesting when the Lord changed Abram's name to Abraham he was establishing his covenant with him. He stamped his name on Abraham when he changed his name. Every time he heard this name called out to him, he was constantly reminded of God's eternal promise. How powerful is this? What are the requirements? You see, as Christians, we have read and accepted the contract. We are the spiritual seed of Abraham. Yep, I said that. You see, before you sign any contract, you must read it through before you sign your name to it. Jesus explains this in Luke 14, 25-35. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me, and hate not his father and mother and wife, children, and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? 
lest happily after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it. All that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to make war against another king, sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with ten thousand to meet him that cometh against him with twenty thousand? Or else, while other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage and de desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land, nor yet for the dunghill. But men cast it out. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Hmm. So right here, Jesus is telling everyone, count the cost, because it'll cost you everything. It'll cost you your family, even those extremely close to you. That if you don't count the cost and you don't pay the price, then you're fit for nothing. You can't be salt. And that's another lesson about salt. How do we count the cost? We look to the cross. The cross represents death to our sinful flesh. We must cast aside those sins that are active in our lives. Lay them down at the foot of the cross. Okay, so we're going to look back at Luke 14, 25-35. You see... Salvation is a free gift of the Holy Spirit, but it will cost you everything. You see, when the Lord gave instructions to Moses concerning the tabernacle, the first place you had to visit as you went in was the barren altar, a place of offering. It was also the last place you went in as you went back out. In those days, when you came to see the king, you had to bring an offering or a gift. Well, the same goes for the king of kings and lord of lords. We are required to bring an offering. Romans 12:1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Why should we enter into this contract? The answer is to this question is quite simple. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And also not is this another reason to enter into this contract, but also the rewards of entering this contract Deuteronomy 6 1 through 12 now these are the commandments the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land whither you go to possess it may I say this that this is Deuteronomy chapter 6 by now 
This is Moses getting the commandments, the, the contract, in detail. So, you know, when you look at it like that, you realize that this covenant, all the feast festivals and all the different sacrifices have been going on for all of eternity past. He expects it to go on in eternity present. And it will go on for eternity future. That is something to chew on for those of you who think that the law is obsolete. Because it is not. We just have grace to follow the law. That is the difference. Because when Jesus said, I give you a new commandment, he summed up the law and the prophets. So back to this. Now these are the commandments, the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that you might do them in the land whither you go to possess it, that thou might fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, that thou and thy son and thy son's sons all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto your children. And shalt talk of them when you sit down in your house. And when you walk by the way. And when you lie down. And when you rise up. And you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand. And they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates, and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which you, he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells dig which are, thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which you plant not, Thou shalt have eaten and be full. Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him, and shalt swear by his name. You shall not go after other gods, of the gods of the people which are round about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against you and destroy you from off the face of the earth. You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him in Matzah. You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies 
and his statutes which he commandeth thee. And thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with thee. And good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with thee. And that thou mayest go in and possess the good land, which the Lord sware unto thy fathers to cast out all thine enemies from before thee, as the Lord has spoken. And when thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What mean these testimonies, and the statutes, and the judgments, which the Lord our God hath commanded you? Then thou shalt say unto thy son, We were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand, and the Lord showed signs and wonders great and sore upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh, and upon all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from thence, that he might bring us in to give us the land which he sware unto our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God, for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is this day. And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God as he hath commanded us. Sounds like what Jesus was telling the disciples in the New Testament. Right down to tell them, teach them to your children and, and recite them when you lie down and when you go by the way. When you go by the way, you're testifying. Because you're running into people when you go by the way. So it sounds awfully familiar. No, we do not do animal sacrifices now. Jesus did away with that. He is the perfect Lamb of God. There's none more perfect than Him. So to go and slaughter an animal as a sacrifice to God is useless because... You're telling God that his son wasn't enough for you. We have other ways of sacrificing. By giving up sin. Not giving in to our fleshly desires. Not looking for something better to come along than to do what he's told you to do. Jesus says in John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but, who's, but by me. Then Paul gave us the answer in Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Eternal separation from God. From his perfect love, light, and life. How to, how to enter into this contract. I come before you now. You've heard all the, the different parts of the contract. In a, in a shortened form. The Lord wants you to enter into this contract. Not to hurt you, not to bring you grief, but to bless you. And yes, the road is paved with grief. 
it's not easy it's hard to be separated from the world from those that you thought loved you the most so no this road is very hard but he will bless you in ways that you can't begin to comprehend I made that choice I read the contract I still read the contract when someone's special to you you will read their contract the contract of a relationship If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, let me introduce you to him. He is the contract. It is really simple. First, you must acknowledge that he was born of a virgin, lived as God among us, was crucified, died, buried, and rose again on the third day for the salvation of all creation, that you are a sinner in need of a Savior according to the mirror of the law of the Lord. Ask him for his forgiveness for all of your sins. Call them out to him. Then thank him for his forgiveness. Then forgive those who have sinned or transgressed against you, even yourself. Then repent. Repent means to change your mind concerning sinful habits change your choice-making decisions let him influence your choice-making decisions as you get in his holy word ask him to be lord over your life i'm going to pray this prayer with you but this is just an outline the real work begins after i pray with you because it is a very personal walk with the lord jesus christ of nazareth Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. I acknowledge that you were born of a virgin. You lived as God among us, was crucified, died, and buried. You rose again on the third day for the salvation of all creation. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name, amen. I don't know who this is for. I really don't. I know it's for the body of Christ as a whole because there's a lot of us that have been worn down as promised in Daniel. The enemy will wear us out to the point where we'll start looking for excuses. I can't support my brother in his Bible study tonight because blah, blah, blah. I can't support go to church tonight blah 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 I can't go to prayer this morning because blah 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 
Look at the cross before you make a decision. I know that we get tired and weary, but that's the time to dig in our heels and say, you are not Lord, flesh. You are not Lord, Satan. Y'all get behind me. I go to church often in so much pain, it's incredible. But I refuse to let the enemy win. Because at one time I don't go, he's won. He's won a battle, but he hadn't won the war. But I don't even want, I want to make it so hard for him like he made it for me and it tries to make it for me I want to make it so hard on him that I refuse to miss unless I know I have something contagious if I know I have something contagious then I stay on I don't go put myself in among, among people my faith can work just as good at home as it does in the church. But I love God's people and I won't put them at risk. So if I know I have something contagious, that's the only time I don't go. And usually I'm in the hospital by then. <laughs> just to let you know. But anyways, he says this because he's a covenant God and we're talking about covenant. And we have to be covenant minded in our walk. Did I ever take a break? You would have to know my word intimately to be able to answer this. Have I ever been slack? concerning my promises or my covenants with you? Did I take a break at any time in my life here on this earth from the Garden of Gethsemane to the grave? Did I ever say, wait, I'll eventually do this. I need a break. No, I am a covenant keeper. I keep all of my promises. You can have my promises, but it costs. I didn't hold back my son. My son didn't hold back on Calvary's Hill. Why would you hold back from me? Remember, you were called for a purpose and you are loved. So, if you have made the decision to give your life to Christ, let me be one of the first to welcome you to the body of Christ. I'm so excited over your decision. All of heaven is greatly rejoicing over your decision today. Please let me know of your decision. I want to pray for and with you. 
if this message has brought up any questions or spoke to you in some way. Even if it's rubbed you raw a little bit in some way. Or if you have any prayer requests, please let me know by commenting below or private messaging me. Or you can email me at my number one little AFMP at AOL.com. I would greatly love to hear from you. And that word I had received on October 16th of 2023. You know, he said it, but the tone was a broken heart. I don't want to break his heart. So I repented right there and then and asked his forgiveness. For any time that I, I took a break or I made an excuse or I just didn't do what he asked me to do. I hope that you would do the same. Remember, I love you with the love of the Lord, but Jesus will always love you more. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this wonderful time with my friends. I thank you for their patience as we read about the con we learned about the contract, how to look at the word of God, how to look at when we ask you into our heart, when we decide that we want to come in agreement with you. When we decide that we want to do like the first Adam, walk with you in the cool of the day and talk with you. You know, like Moses did, he spoke with you as a friend. And you change not, Father, so if Moses could do it, we can do it. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do this. Father, I just ask you to put a desire in our hearts to be covenant-minded. And less flesh-minded. Help us draw near to you, Lord. So that you can draw near to us. In Jesus' name, amen.